Yo, this is the Coach and Cold Podcast. We in the South, we in the West, we in the North. It's an international conversation. It's logical and convincing. And the standards and rules only apply to those that get down in today's society. If you with it, let's get it. So, Akil, we're going to join you into this topic and conversation because, um, unfortunately for us, the weekend that our guest was available, you were being a good daddy and taking your daughter camping. But yes. Yeah, but we want to make sure we get you in on some of this good stuff because we know you have an opinion. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I hope my opinion's consistent now that I'm talking to somebody new because that would be real, real strange. Um, but anyways, um, so on the topic of social de- justice, um, where does uh, social justice in the United States start? Um. Well, you know, I mean, and there's obviously different levels of social justice. And, um, you know, we've seen and experienced uh, quite a few of them and actually witnessed quite a few of it, of them, uh, you know, in the last, definitely in 2020, 2020 has been one of those years. Um, but I would say that that social justice really kind of starts or social injustice in, in a lot of ways um, really starts with inequity and equity amongst you know, with rights, inequity with resources, uh, inequity with how, um, you know, portions of the of the justice or injustice system is portrayed or, or displayed um, for people of different genres and different colors. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it spans through um, gender, it spans through race, it spans through, you know, um, so social justice in the United States um, and especially the injustice that we see um, begins and kind of flows through uh, all of the fabric, every thread of um, who we are as a people, you know, considering the fact that we are um, considering a melting pot. We have many, many different races, different uh, ethnicities, colors, you know, genders, the whole nine sexual preferences. Um, you know, when we see uh, social justice or social injustices is being impacted um, in every one of those areas. Okay. So do you, um, as far as like uh, it being impacted in those different areas, do you think that just by virtue of people being different, that there's uh, injustice or inequity or, or what do you, where do you think that that really stems from? Well, I think that it, I think that, that it was built a certain way. You know, I think that um, what's interesting is that, you know, we talk about justice, period, and we talk about justice in the United States, and we talk about it being a broken system. You know, there's broken, social justice is broken, regular justice is, is broken. Um, I differ with that kind of opinion. I actually think that it's not broken. I think that it's it's something that was built the way and and built to be executed and 
you know, in place the way it actually is. And so I think that it was built to, um, you know, as as it was from the beginning by and for, um, you know, the rich, for landowners, for, um, you know, if we go all the way back, um, you know, white men. And it was, you know, and that was the, uh, you know, that's what it, that's who, that's who justice was meant for. Everybody else kind of had to fall into the, you know, fall into, to where they fit in, get in where they fit in and fall into certain categories. Um, and for most part that justice did not permeate through those other, other, um, you know, areas of, of society. So do you think that social justice excludes white males? Because you kind of hit on that. but Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that it was built for white males. I think justice period was built for white males. You know, um, if, if you look throughout history, who has benefited and, and actually have been, you know, treated the most just, you know, than than white males. Uh, so I think that I think that, you know, um, maybe social injustice has excluded white males for the most part. That they have, you know, that they've had the opportunity to not um, that their privilege to a certain degree has has provided them with certain freedoms and certain, um, you know, ways that they can move through the world and through life and through society that, you know, that doesn't have the same kind of weight that some of the uh, some of us uh, have had. So I think the injustice part definitely excludes them. So then what would you say to people who I think would criticize that point and say, well, if if it, if white males were excluded from injustice, how are there so many white males incarcerated or so many ma- white males that are poor or uh, some of the other classes that people may think that they would fit in um, mm-hmm. as far as an in, from an inequity or from a lack of justice perspective? What would you say to them? Because I, Well, I think that there's, I mean, there's laws, right? And so, I mean, I think if you egregiously break the law, you know, if you murder, if you do, you know, if you do any of these things that, um, you know, that, that are against the law and you get caught, then, you know, then you get, then that's what happens. But I think the injustice part is how folks are targeted. Um, Mm. I think that how, how, how neighborhoods are policed. Um, how, you know, I mean, there are statistics across the board that show that, you know, people of color get pulled over, you know, two times, three times, 10 times more than, you know, than our white male, especially our white male counterparts. And and I would group probably the white female counterparts into that, into that category as well. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that, yes, you're still going to have people having, you know, that are going to have to deal with, um, with the justice system, you know, if they are, you know, if they're in it. And so, um, but I think that the targeting and kind of the, the mass, um, you know, the approach that, you know, law enforcement or the justice system has, has, has dealt with, um, people of color has been different. And so I think it's a matter of privilege. Um, but yes, you know, of course they're going to be, um, white people in jail. There's going to be white people poor. There's going to be white people that have, you know, have a lot of challenges. But I think that the difference is when we're talking about social justice is that, 
we're going back to my first point is that we're talking about rights, you know, and whether or not rights have are equally exercised. We're talking about resources or resources equally distributed. And we're talking about equity across the board. So, so uh, I, I think that um, in some ways people believe that things have gotten better, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In some ways people believe that things have gotten worse. So what would your opinion be on whether or not the sense of justice has either eroded over time or um, whether or not the belief that it's gotten better is true? Or is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it would be unfair to say, you know, unfair to those who have struggled um, to get us to where we are today to say that it hasn't changed or it hasn't improved. Um, I think that we're far from where we need to be. Um, but I think that, um, you know, portions of it has, uh, you know, definitely depending on, you know, really who's in charge in the administration, who's being, you know, the politics of it all has has eroded, you know, parts of the justice, you know, or parts of justice, period. But I do think that, you know, there have been improvements. I think that, you know, we have more, um, you know, we have more people that look like the kind of the fabric of the United States in uh, Congress, in the, you know, in Senate, um, in the White House, in, you know, areas that are influential in the mayor's offices and the, you know, and and all the way through. Um, So I think that we've made some progress just having people in those places. But I I do think that we have a long way to go. And I think that certain parts of it is has eroded. I think there's a certain section of society that are really, really holding on to, you know, what they think is uh, a better time in, you know, for for them in the United States. And it may be a time where, you know, for some, it may be they think that time, slavery times was better for them. Some people think that that, you know, where, you know, there was segregation and there was, you know, there was, um, you know, uh, um you know, Jim Crow times were, was a better time. You know, there are, there are people who reflect on times where they had power uh, or more power than they do now. And, and so, you know, I think that there are those that, that feel like that. But I, I think that we are making progress towards, uh, towards a time that we will be closer to seeing social justice. Um, but we definitely are still steeped in the injustice. So you made an interesting point that I kind of want to go back to. So you said that there are more people like of color basically taking on, you know, more powerful positions such as mayors or Congress people, or do you really think that that um, just because we see faces in that role, do you, do you really think that it's going to, it changes immediately the face of that injustice? Like, or do you think that it's going to, you know, you know, for us, we've had a black president and now we are going to have a uh, black and Asian vice president. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely different from what we've seen before. Although I think some of the other people of color would argue that until we have a gay, uh, until we have a Hispanic, until we have a uh, Asian, until we have. So there are other groups, you know, uh, until we have somebody that is disabled, Um, 
on and on and on that it, it doesn't necessarily reflect them. But my, I guess my core question is, is just because we have a representative, does it mean that the, the face of justice has an opportunity to change? You're absolutely right. And, and, you know, we, we say and have said before that, you know, um, skin doesn't make you kin, right? So, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that, but what I will say is when, when the United States has a, a certain racial and ethnic makeup and the leadership of, uh, in, in every area, uh, is not reflective of that, then you really have no chance or, or very little chance of your needs being met, your, um, issues being heard, um, for there to be, you know, kind of a, uh, a level of empathy or understanding, um, or passion or activism towards making changes and, and bringing back, bringing a certain level of social justice and equity, um, to the forefront. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's fair to say that, that, you know, you do for who, you know, you know, if you look at the makeup of, of the 45 presidents, you know, getting ready to go on the 46. But if you include even the 46, you know, presidents of the United States, every single one of them beyond besides Barack Obama has been white. You know, yeah, but, um, but if I, you look I, at the same thing for 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 vice presidents out of the 49 vice presidents, there's one female and there is one are going to be one female and one person of color in that in that role as well. And if you go all the way down, like I said, all the way to to city council members and those kind of things, I think that if that you have to have a level of diversity in those roles all the way down to to, you know, the you know lowest level of elected official in order for it to um, in order for certain causes and certain, um, you know, needs to be met, especially when you're talking about equity. Okay. So do you think that, um, and I, and I, you know, I share that opinion, but I think for just to represent all of the people of color that are not black, that I feel like, yes, in some ways, which is kind of interesting since we were stolen from our, um, continent and brought over here, um, at least one of the continents I'm from, I was stolen from. So, but, but I think what's interesting about it is, is that, um, the strides that we've made in that in that 400 year period, right, mm. uh, to, to actually get representation, which is kind of sad because it's been so long to your point. But um, the, the other people of color, I mean, whether it be the Oscars, whether it be recognition mm-hmm. in other places are it's it's they're also struggling to be represented right, right so right. you have the uh you know the the injustice of having the one asian tv show or the mm. one hispanic representation in the group of friends as well right? right so it's just it's the same scenario for i think people of color in general but um you know, I, I do think we're going to struggle. And, and like you said, we're, we're only going to see one, that one spot. In my thoughts, I'm always thinking, well, the social justice or the injustice that we see, just because we start to brown up the the scenario, right. every the system itself is set up so that 
it's still going to work a certain way. And yes, you can make strides as I think RBG did, as I think Mm -hmm. their good Marshall did, as I think that a lot of folks that are now, you know, protesting the women's marches and the parent planned parenthood and all the Mm -hmm. other things we see are taking little tiny slices Right at at the or even let's let's even talk about um, some of the legislation and some of the court cases we've seen with um, the right to marry gay rights and those right. type of things. It's 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 there's little seeping in of change that's mm-hmm. that's flowed in there, but the system itself it takes so much pushing against mm-hmm. to dismantle even a, a little tiny just a little chip. Right. Um, You know, I I guess not that I'm a pessimist. I think I'm a realist just thinking, yes, that's nice that we're, we're making strides as people of color sitting in powerful seats. But I think, and I'm going to go on a tangent. I think the reaction to Barack Obama being president is what we see in the polarization of today. Mm -hmm. So my thought is, is what, is going to happen as these seats get browner and what is going to be the reaction to that, if any. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, I, it's interesting that you brought up and as it definitely, as it applies to the topic of social justice, I think that the, it's interesting you brought up um, how we responded to Barack Obama um, being a president and being the first black president. I think that, you know, on one end, you know, a certain section of of society went crazy. And that's why I was telling you about the whole kind of fear um, aspect of, oh, my gosh, they're taking over, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, obviously that just the, the optics of that is a threat to white supremacy, which has, you know, which, you know, to be completely honest, is why we have social injustice is why we have a lot of the 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 things that we talk about and how it's inbred and and woven through the fabric of of you know the the country from the very beginning but you know when you talk about the system itself i think that one of the things that we have to do um is use it you know um i, I there is there are it is built to be amended it's built to be you know, and so I think that part of us having more representation is that we need to make once we get the representation um, and that doesn't mean that it has to be all brown and black, you know, or 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 people of color or, um, you know, or, you know, LGBTQ or any of that. It doesn't have to be all of that. As a matter of fact, a balance is probably a better situation than anything else. But what I will say is that is that as we get more folks into those places that are empathetic to our situation and not just our situation, but empathetic to just justice and (laughs) equity, then we get in a situation where, um, where those laws can be amended, that laws can change, bills can pass. And, you know, and, and, and we have to move out those who are going to stagnate that process. So I think that, you know, I think that, um, you know, when we talk about things that are systemically um, oppressive to us and, and that feeds social injustice, I think that we are uh, in a very good position if we put the right people um, and going back to Israel, just because you're brown does not mean that you, you know, you are, <laughs> you know, you're you are four of just us. You're right. brown don't mean you're down. That's right. That's right. Matter of fact, I just, um, I just saw a guy on Joy Reid tonight 
uh, who is who was, uh, uh, I guess, a high ranking. They said he was a high ranking Trump aide. He was a brother and he was actually even from my fraternity. And uh, and, you know, she had she had to tear him up. I'm alpha. And but she had to tear him, tear him down because one, he shouldn't have come on there unprepared. So I'll just say that. But two, you know, he was he was thinking he was going to get away with just following the, you know, the Trump taglines and the Trump uh, talking points. And he was unable to answer any of the questions um, that she was talking about, about the whole fraud and election problems and all that stuff. My point is, is that he obviously was not uh, he was a skin, but not of kin. And so I think we have, you know, there are plenty, plenty, plenty um, of folks and we are not a homogenous, you know, um, group. We have people who are of different, you know, different mind states politically and socially and everything else. And so I think we got to get out of that mistake, too. But I think that, like I said, if we can get more folks into those positions um, that think and feel like we do as far as it as as it applies to equity and justice, then we have a chance to kind of turn the ship. Well, you know, you bring up a good point when I, I agree that, well, I don't think that any group, any ethnicity uh, is thinks the same, reacts the same, right. has the same experiences or even believes in the same political views or either is not at the same social economic class. So they struggle with different issues. But exactly. I think to your point, um, uh, do you think that, cause I think the arguments and I I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate with you a little bit tonight, but uh, do you think that like, just like I said, some people feel like, Oh, well, you know, it's gotten much better for people of color and certainly mm-hmm. for black people, there's way more opportunities. I mean, look, you're the mayor and we had a president that was black. And also, uh, you know, you could hear things like we also have a lot of rich black people. I mean, there mm-hmm. look at all these actors and rappers and um, and uh, athletes that are millionaires, multimillionaires have more money than anyone I know, you know, so those are the things that you, you hear, which I think people then say there has been, we've come a long way. There is justice and there's definitely some equity, right? They, I think the argument is, is that there's equity or at least a a display of it. Right. 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 So why are we still complaining? Um, I think that we continue to fight for, um, for social justice, because if one of us is not eating, then none of us is, you know, is really, you know, is really free. So to my, my point is, is that if anybody is still in bondage, if anybody is still facing injustice, if anybody is, is, um, you know, being discriminated against being blocked out of opportunity not receiving resources, not receiving equity in, in, you know, in sentencing in any of these things, then, then none of us are, you know, you, you made a really good point about, you know, um, you know, the athletes and those who have, you know, uh, you know, LeBron James is a billion dollar man, right? Let's just keep it real. Billion dollar man. He still was profiled. He still has had, you know, and he's, he's been publicly explained. Uh, but you can't see money. Situations. You can't see money. And that's the, that's the point. 
So when we're talking about, you know, when people give the argument about, you know, and, and people, have, you know, well, he's, you know, he has a, he has a butler and a, you know, and a, and a chef, like he's not oppressed. Uh, yes. You can't see money, you know, unless he's walking around. With, as a matter of fact, if he's walking around with it, he's probably going to get arrested anyways, because they're going to think he's a drug dealer or something like that. So it's, it's, you know, it, we are not in a we're not in a place. We there has been progress, but we are not in a place today. You know what's today? November eighteenth, twenty twenty. We are not in place where we are um, systemically seeing the type of justice and equity that is required in order for the movement to to you know be satisfied. So you know we we have a long way to go. Yeah, indeed. We do, we do have a long way to go. I just think that I, I'm glad I, I thought to bring out that point because, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that I think is so interesting in this obviously is, is you know, segueing as, uh, as well is that, um, uh, you know, people have so many judgments based mm-hmm. on either looking at you or making assumptions about you. Uh, in, in the case of LeBron James, of course, when he gives his license, they realize who he is. But until right. that point, he's a black man driving an expensive car with an expensive watch on potentially, or maybe, you know, has some buddies in the car that look suspect or whatever the reason may be. Mm-hmm. Um, fit the description. Fit the description, all of the things that could potentially be there. What's interesting to me and just, you know, um is is the assumptions that are made about people uh, that that you're profiled with? Um, for for me, you know, I drive a very a nice car now, mm-hmm. um, and I, sometimes I watch people watch me walk to my car, All right? Like, right? Or like they're they're they they're they're kind of like, oh, you know, I might be in my sweats or my yoga outfit because that's mm-hmm. what I like to hang in mm-hmm. almost daily now because it's just COVID, but you know, I'm not always dressed nice, you know, and then I I get to my car and they're, they, they kind of look at me and I could see their mind trying to like, kind of puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to figure out like, you know, like what you're, what you're doing here. But, but I I do think it's interesting. I do think a lot of assumptions are made. And I do think that uh, I think to our point, uh, it's you can't see money. You can see money in, in material items, mm-hmm. but you can't, if once you get out of the car, right. Mm-hmm. Once you go walking down the street, you are, you just blend in, right. You're just become right. part of the, of the scenery. And if you're a person of color, it's, you're not just part of the scenery. A lot of the times, depending on what neighborhood you actually um, are in. Right. Right. Um. So do you think that, let me. Uh, I, I want to say something about that that last oh, yeah. point because I think yeah. that that was very that's very important, especially when it comes to uh, people's impression or, or perception rather about um, you know folks that you know, especially our folks that that have uh, quote unquote made it. You know, whether that be because they've made a lot of money or they've gotten position or they've gotten status, um, you know, in in one way or another, it doesn't make you free. No, you know, and I think that I think that. Um, you know, the misconception is that, you know, that stuff makes you free. It separates you from those who are oppressed, you know, it separates you from those who, you know, and and those in your same family, you know, that are, that are dealing with, 
you know, these these issues that are dealing with, you know, all the things that we can list all day. Right. Um, that that black and brown people deal with in the social justice or injustice realm. Um, but getting that stuff doesn't make you free. And and so or does that's it make the, you not share like I think one of the things that's so poignant about the Black Lives Matter or any lives matter as, as far as not to diminish Black Lives Matter, but any uh, any people of color who have experienced a death at the hands of a gang member or, or a death at the hands of uh, police officers or uh, or any kind of violence, right? right, Let's, right. Domestic violence, whatever category you want to put it in. Right. But the thing about it is, is that that experience, no matter if you get out of the hood, right? Mm-hmm. If you end up making it, if you drive a Mercedes, if you, you know, live in a nicer neighborhood, you're there's survivor's remorse, right? There's That's right. Or there's a relationship to someone who doesn't have that experience that is your family that's going to come over on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? He's going to break bread with you potentially. Mm-hmm. And their situation's not that. And what do you do about that? Yeah. Do you leave them behind? Do you bring them t- with you? Do you fight for the, the for, for things for them so there's more equity? It's more fair. I mean, I think that it gets super complicated, I think, um, because there's there's some guilt behind what's equal, right. For for everyone. And you still feel the pain every time a a person of color dies, especially every time a black person dies at the hands of the police officer. I I want to be clear for anyone's listening. That is not, you know, black. We all feel it. It's none of us get away from being like, Oh, I'm so glad I live in my nice house and I'm so glad I drive my car. Like that couldn't be my kid. We all feel, we all feel the equal amount of pain of that could be my kid. That could be my uncle. That could be my brother. That could be, you know, and I think that people of color in, in genuine, especially I'm going to say black and brown people, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to leave it there. There are other people right now, Asian people too. I'll have Mm -hmm. to say this with the COVID situation, they're experiencing oh, a record number of racial yeah. uh, hate, hate incidents mm-hmm. yeah, that are happening because they're being blamed for a, a disease that they didn't bring here. That's right. Right. But they that's just right. happen to be Asian. Well, and that's be- and we know that fuel came from, you know, the president of the United States. Number Calling 45. It the Chinese violence. Yeah. Virus. And, and, and mobilizing, you know, a whole army of ignorant and and hateful people to attack, you know, to attack, you know, out of fear, you know, uninformed to attack out of fear those folks that, you know, like you said, they they're not even at fault for it, you mm-hmm. know. And and the bad part about it, you know, and this goes with with you know another piece of ignorance I think, and and that is just that, you know. Um, you know, 45 talked about it being the China virus, right? Which, you know, because it came from Wuhan, China, or it was, you know, we think it came from Wuhan, China. Um, but, you know, Koreans were getting beat up. You know, Japanese were getting beat up. Filipinos were getting beat up. Mongs were getting beat up. Well, you know listen, what I'm saying? So, listen, so it's Asian not, people, you know, it's all Asian bad. people and black people and Hispanic people. I'm going to lump us all in together yeah, in this man, little soup pop. It's like they can't tell us 
apart. No, no. Like it's it's all Asian people are the same. We are not all the same. same all black people are the Latinx. same. We're not all we're not all the same. Yeah. And H- Hispanic people are from several countries. Yeah. Several. Yeah. Like take it take several seats if you think they're all the same. They vote all the same. They look all the same. Yeah. All of that is just super stupid and crazy. But to your point, because hate is born out of ignorance, mm-hmm. right? People just behave in a in fear, um, which you know, and and that's the saddest part about it. I think we've derailed this social justice a little bit, but but uh, but I think that it, it's just the saddest part about it is that we're we're living under that. Yeah, but I think yeah. going back to going back to your your point a, a couple minutes ago, getting us back on track was yeah um, was <laughs> was that we um, you know you said something about you know if you are in a position um, so there's a couple things one um, you know I think about what you were saying about walking to your car right and just because for you know that's the whole ignorance that fuels social injustice. You walk into your car, that could, there's no way that that car could be, um, you know, you could have gotten that car or earned that car on your own, right? You had to have been, you know, there's something that, there's something strange. That's why you get the looks and that's why you get the, you know, it's not automatic that, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's hers and and she earned it and she's probably worked for it. And, you know, they there's all these other assumptions that how you probably well, got it. Yeah, um, that, it, that's true. Mostly, uh, you know, what was always funny is that um, I was a young single mom, right? My, right. Uh, obviously a person of color. And it used to happen to me a lot because my son in some stages of his life grew up in very affluent areas in mm-hmm. Orange County. And I would get judged so crazily. Like when I would get invited to... um parties at, at little kids houses. Right. Mm-hmm. I would come and bring Zion. He would be invited and all that. Yeah. And they would think that I was going to be an older lady than what I was. And I would mm-hmm. walk in and, you know, I had Zion 24 ish right. and, you know, Zion's five years old, six years old. I'm taking him to a, a I'm young. Right. Yeah. We're probably wearing a way inappropriate outfit, whatever. Fitted, Who cares? Fitted, I right. was young. Right. And I, and I would walk up in there and they would do the, like, the whole interview, like, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do? Yeah. Well, where do you, what do you, you know? And, and like, I was in a master's program and then law school. Right. So I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm getting my master's or I'm in law school. And their faces just would be like, yeah. Oh, so who's his dad? Where yeah. Does he live? Exactly. You know, I'm like, so we got to go through this whole interview. Yeah, process. You buddy. can categorize me in the proper spot so you can figure out how is my son in the school? Right. How do I drive that car? How do you live out here? How do you breathe our air? How are you, how are you in existence here? Yeah. I mean, and it, and that's funny. And then, you know, it's funny, but it's not funny. And then the other, you know, the other thing that you said about, you know, once you get to a certain level um, and the, the, the survivor's remorse piece, and you said, you know, a lot of that is really complicated. I think the how is definitely complicated. How do you um, support or how do you bring up or how do you provide for, you know, for those in your family or in your friend circle or those that, you know, uh, in your community that that, you know, are not in the place that you are. I think the whether or not is a simple part. I think that, you know, I think that, you know, and I think that, you know, people like, you know, I, I think about some of the celebrities that I I like 
um, oh, I thought you were going to say follow. that you know. No, 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 no. You know, um, I won't put those ones out there. But I, oh, okay. but I, 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 but I'm, but I'm thinking about you know, I'm thinking about your LeBron Jameses. I'm thinking about your, um, you know, some of the 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 cats that you know, Kevin Hart's and your and some of these cats that you know that utilize their platform. I think in a way to. Um, to expose some of the some of the things that are going on out there or to, you know, make it cool to be an activist, you know, make it cool to Steph or Ka- Colin Kaepernick, you know, um, you know, to make it like this is this is this is popular culture for us. You know, obviously, black people are culture. Right. And and people of color are culture. And and, you know, there's probably few more famous on the planet than LeBron James right now. So for someone, so so his thing is to utilize, you know, and I don't want to use his name a thousand times in this. I, I'll probably use it too much Pick already. Somebody else. Pick somebody yeah. else. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I just I kind of use it as an example because I've seen a lot of good with his, you know, with his school that he opened, with the, you know, with his, you know, paying for college um for, you know, however many, you know, 40 million or whatever he paid for college tuitions, you know, all these things that 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 you know, he does and utilizes his platform for. I think that that w- is more comfortable for him to do that than it would be for him to kind of go in his cave and, you know, just watch people suffer. You know, so I think that I think that folks that are really conscious about what is going on and have some sense of um, compassion and, and empathy for all of us and all people. I think the, the the decision to do something is easy. I think the how is probably the hardest and most kind of complicated. Because, like you said, I think it's I think it's the time, the effort that you want to put in. But I, I think you know I've said this before. Um, I, I really think that you have to think about what you're leaving on this earth because you're only here for a snap second. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, what are you? What is your legacy? What are you going to leave behind? And sure, you know, I think. Um, and I don't want to use a bunch of athletes because the thing is, is that there are so many examples that I think we're going to explore in this podcast of right. people who are non-athletes, who that, are right. non-actors, that are non-rappers, that are contributing great things to society and making a difference, right? Because I think that that's where it lies. But if you think about Kobe Bryant, right, mm-hmm. we're going to use yes. him yes. because he existed for a snap second right on this earth, but his impact, right. Was, was, was big, right. Mm -hmm. As far as his contributions to his sport, um, him, him making people feel like they needed to level up. Um, but even with all that being said, he didn't just decide to stop at being an athlete, right. He he ventured into writing, uh, books. He ventured into making a, a sh- movies. Right. He ventured into the development of youth. Yeah. Right. And making sure that they had a pathway. And he dedicated his time to um, trying to, to helping the WNBA. Yeah. Right. And and trying to uh, bring visibility to some of their um, uh, issues. Right. Uh, as far as not being recognized seriously in the athletic world, uh, in, in some, you know, to some extent. So, but I, I think it's just a snap second that you're here on, on this earth and you, your sphere of influence, uh, if you are so lucky to be placed in that, in that role, right. you, you've got to really think about what, what mark are you going to leave when you, when you leave the earth? And that could be in, 
any day. You know, that's what I mean? a, and that's a great point because, and I, I think your point about, you know, I mean, we're highlighting certain people, and but it's you know, it is, it is really the um, the power of the masses and and the regular folks that are out there doing things every day. You know, there there are there are heroes that are that are literally you know, doing things today and, and, and every day to try and push the envelope and try and push us, you know, push society and push, um, lawmakers and push, you know, kind of just the whole movement forward, um, for social justice and, um, for equity in this country. And so, um, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I like to use some of those examples because I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of risk to being, you know, to being in, in some of their places, uh, some of those places and and still saying, you know, I'm going to speak up and I'm going to speak out about, you know, what's going on and and take a position. But, you know, the real work, as we know, um, because we've both been part of it, um, the real work is in the street and the real work is with, with regular people who are out there, um, you know, really fighting for this thing every single day. Just so we're clarified, not in the streets, in the streets, you know, I never been in the streets like that. Well, More I, I've, like I've seen you wear out the, some shoes, some shoes in, and some marches and, 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 in the and marches, protests. The and yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Standing up for what we, we what we believe in. That's, that's right. Where, where that's we're going right. with it. Okay. So just to round out this conversation um, is uh, who, you know, do you think that I'm going to go with this one? Do you think that injustice anywhere is, uh, uh, is a threat to justice everywhere? Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, that's a, that's that for me, that's a yes or no question. I will expound, but I, I think that, you know, yes, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere because I think that, uh, injustice is like a, you know, it's like a mold, <laughs> <laughs> it's it it you know once it gets started and if it's in the right you know environment it's not going to stay on one piece of fruit or one piece of you know one one piece of anything it's going to spread and it's going to continue to spread until it takes over so i think that you know um so it has to be uh, eradicated um completely in order for you know in order for there to be real justice yeah, I think, um, you know, to your point, I think one of the things I'll just bring up uh, this and I think is so dangerous and what we've seen kind of um, in in this just political moment is that when when something is right or something is wrong, I feel like some of the the, de- the dec- declaration of of taking a stand is getting eroded. Mm-hmm. Right. People are in a moment where they're so fearful to do what's right, that they're willing to do what's wrong. Right. Right. And so to your point, the fact that we're in a moment where you can visibly see it, that, that, that type of behavior amongst people that are in very powerful positions, right. Mm -hmm. That are not willing to stand up and say, Hey, this is wrong. This needs to change. I'm going to step in and take over for fear that it will make them unpopular or could affect their future you know, one of the things I think that's interesting about the Congress people that are in their 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. some of them are in their 80s. Mm-hmm. Like if there's ever a moment where you should be standing up for what's right, it would be in the moment before you may leave on to yeah. greener pastures. Right. And they're still kind of stuck in a. 
I'd rather not because it could affect my party so significantly. Um, but I only bring that up because I do think what it is showing us in this moment about injustice or the potential for injustice to spread like molds, right? Mm -hmm. Is that people are more willing to go with the status quo. Yes. In a lot of cases that when something is wrong, they will allow it to be wrong rather than saying it's wrong and this needs to be corrected. So for all of us who think that this one time we voted was Mm -hmm. the moment, Mm -hmm. or if we think that the one time we did a march was enough for our lifetime to set the, 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 the course right. Uh, it, it, it isn't, it, it isn't. simply isn't. And it can't just be this one time. I mean, the level of effort we saw in this, you know, little period has to be the same level of effort that we pay until we eradicate yeah. the injustice, right? It has to be the, the long, hard fight of chipping away at it is great, but we have to continue th- with that same energy, mm-hmm. right? along the way until we eradicate it. Otherwise it will spread like mold. And we are seeing examples of people just not being strong enough to say, I'd rather be right than be popular. Yeah. Or I'd rather take a stance calling Kaepernick and lose my job. Yeah. Or I'd rather, you know, be out there like this because it's the right thing to do and the consequences be damned. Yeah. I mean, even at work, right? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody will make a bad joke, a sexist joke, or Mm -hmm. say something offensive, and everybody's in the room, and then nobody wants to say, hey, dude, that... Well, you know what's funny? In those situations, if if one of those things happen and I'm in the room, everybody looks at me. Oh, like Like, you're going to do it? I know Akil is going to say something. There's going to be something he's going to write this ship. In some way or another. Uh, Do you? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a very hard time. Very, very hard time. Um, and it is almost impossible for me to, like, I'll lose sleep at, at night if I if I allow um, something like that to, to go without some, without, without mention. And I'll do it with, you know, some, depending on the situation, there, you know, there's a certain level of finesse that may, um, you know, may go along with it. But um, you know, if it's, if it's just, if it's egregious, then a lot of times I'll go right in. But if it's, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like you have to, um, you have to do it. But I, I think, um, you know, I think what you were saying about the whole, um, election thing, I think it's, it's, it's key and super important. Um, but I think as it pertains to our topic here in social justice, I think that this election was a referendum on social justice. You know, I think that, you know, but not really to me. No, no, no. I think for half the country, it was. Yeah. For for but, 76 million, 77 million at this point, it was um, for the yeah, other but half. For, for it, 71 million, it was not. It was about making America great again. And what is that again? So to our earlier conversation, you know, earlier part of that of of our conversation tonight, we talked about that. We talked about the fear of change and the fear of, you know, and and what that, you know, what that that means for other people. But, you know, look, 77 million people, I was one of them, said, no, man, you know, we can't go forward the way that we we've experienced 
this last, you know, four years. And so, um, you know, at the very least, this vote has to count. And so then we can hold, you know, hold these these folks accountable for what what must happen in order for social justice and equity to actually be realized. And I say, as the final thought that I have about this matter is that uh, slow and steady wins the race. Mm. And I think that uh, what we've seen in the past from people that we have looked up to is to chip away at it piece by piece is, I think to me, um, although I think slamming your sledgehammer and breaking it all down quickly would be the, the greatest way to do it. But I feel like in order for fear to be tricked. Mm, interesting. And in order for you to get the end result, you have to be smarter than the people who are fearful. And the way you do that, if you look at examples historically, is to chip away piece by piece. And in some ways, make those that are fearful believe that it's to their benefit to take away that piece. And as you do that, you build the momentum for it to actually serve the greater good, right? And I think I brought this up in the RBG episode. Yeah, I was going to say I, I, that sounds very RBG, and I and mm-hmm. I respect that. I respect that that way, and I think that that's something that we've attempted. Um, I think that we're in a different time now, though. Um, so I, I, I'll I'll disagree a little bit, and that that okay. is that I think that I think that where we are right now, and I think that the mentality. Um, the, you know, maybe more preparedness, the more savvy um, approach to us moving the mission and the movement forward is to pick up a bigger hammer. I think that for 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 a long time, we either, you know, put the hammer down and used a, a small chisel. And I think that, you know, sometimes we've 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 maybe tapped at the hammer a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But right now, I'm I'm preferring the sledgehammer. I'm preferring the uh, uh, a bulldozer. Oh, listen! And I'm I wouldn't that, expect anything less from you. I'm thinking that we can uh, we can you know we can we can accelerate this this uh, this process of getting closer to uh, social justice and equity. Um, you know, let's hit the gas on this as opposed to 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 you know going slow motion. Now, I think the turtle should get in the car. No. And there may be a time where we need to, you know, we need to slow it down and take the turtles' advice. But you know, let's let's hit the gas on this thing. Four hundred years, man. It's okay. done. It's Thank you very much. But if I think we've learned some lessons in the last, let's say, we're going to say, I'm going to say, the good sixteen years, right? We had okay. Barack Obama for eight year presidency, first black president. He he didn't have a major scandal. He made everybody think it could be okay. Mm-hmm. Black people are not that scary. Some of them are really smart and they have higher degrees than you'll ever obtain. Right. And, and his wife. And his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Killing it in the game as far as just being the the Ivy League representative. Without a doubt. What, what is smart, right? Yep. Then you had Hillary Clinton who came in to wanted to be a president and the society said, not this time, right? right. And right. As a woman, as, as president, they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Then you had Joe Biden. Then you had Donald Trump, which is a whole nother Oprah. But I mean, that's in the Hillary Clinton realm. You had the Make America Great, which is the reaction from not being ready. Mm-hmm. right? And you haven't changed the voter 
role yet completely. We're almost there. I think we're showing that we're we were we're there in, in a lot of ways. I think we we have a ways to go. And then you right. have a Kamala, a Kamala, mm-hmm. right? Who mm-hmm. comes as a vice president, which again is like a it's like a chip sledge chip sledge right yeah because they're bringing in a person of color two ethnicities and a woman in an office right but they were telling you we're not ready at a president level is that Mm -hmm. sad with a white woman by the way right right is that sad yes but i think that the chipping away at it is going to prove to be just like i said the the formula that until we're at a place where the underlying of justice looks a little bit more like the little positions, the figurehead positions and the, and the folks that are doing the work and really dragging everybody else along, right. All these groundbreaking Congress people, the first group of them open the door for the next group of them. And I think that that's the way it's going to go because I mean, we sure like the status quo here in America. Yeah, but I and I and I dig and I dig the the you know, like I said, I dig the approach, and I think that I think that ch- the chipping should continue simultaneously. I think there should be chipping at all times. We should never be putting down uh, our hammers and our you know, if we're kind of using that analogy. But what I will say as an example, let's think about these last four years, right? And let's think about, you know, what 45 did in his four years. Why do you keep calling him 45? Because I don't like calling him president. So. Okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't like saying his name, to be honest with you either. So I, I, 45 works for me. Um, But what I will say, though, is that one thing that he did do um, that we should take as an example was that he use the sledgehammer, right? Let's think about from, from day one to, to January 20th, he's still swinging his sledgehammer all the way until he gets kicked out and drug out of the White House. And I think that, that we saw the effectiveness of what he, what he, what he did as, as damaging and as, as terrible as it, as it was for most of the, most of us, it was effective. And so I think that equally effective, effective to who? No, it was effective for whatever his plan was. He the put plan, in he but- put in 200 some some justices. He he you know, he did all. Listen, all the things that he did, which were obviously to detriment of the country as a whole. Let's just be very clear. Wow. It was all wow. Wow. negative to me. Most of it was negative, um, if not all of it. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, what I'm saying, though, is that is that, you know, he did it with 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 his intent was negative for all of us. But the no, I don't think his intent was I don't think that I don't I don't think I know you don't like him, but I think that in the reflection, you have to give him he did do some good things. They weren't great things. They weren't the most effective things, but he not everything he did was negative. Well, this Did is he? this is where we'll you know this is where I've had multiple debates and and you and I could debate this all day. The things that he's taking credit for that we're saying were good things, you know, the fact that he signed the just you know justice reform or that he did. Come on, let's be real. If if he had a blank sheet 
to go into any of those those areas that we give him credit for doing good, he wouldn't have done it. But listen, he he, he I had, be he, had he he got the he got the ball at the at the at the you know at the twenty yard line. All he had was twenty yards to go into the end zone, and he carried it into the end zone. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't run. He didn't run. He didn't run that. No. He didn't run that to get to no. for that to happen. He didn't say, no. you know, this is one of my one of my campaign promises. This is what I'm going to do, you know, for, you know, nah. He said, what do you have to lose? No, no, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. And I'm not okay. going to I can't agree with that. All right. the, the thing is this every and, and this goes for all presidents, including Barack Obama. OK, okay? Because I like him as right. a president. Right. The thing is, is that a lot of these presidents get handed a ball that they mm-hmm. carry across the line and take credit sure. for. That's just true. Sure. This one is just narcissistic and he likes to b- boast and brag and he likes to lie about his accomplishments and take all of the credit yeah, where exactly. not all of the credit is due. Has he done some good things? What? Yes. Give me, give me something. He has commuted people's censuses. You know how many? It, it does not matter. It is 20, more twenty some people. I'm good, but it does not matter. I'm going to tell you, Akil. Other presidents, if you look at their record, mm-hmm. they wait until the second term and they wait until the last hundred days to do it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He did what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. Now, did he do it out of his own uh, mm-hmm. uh, benefit or or publicity or whatever p- potentially? But what I what I think some people forget about. 45, if that's what you want to call him, mm-hmm. is he was a Democrat for so many years before he was a Republican. And that is true. But he was a Democrat when he was trying to trying to execute the 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 um the five cats in New saying, York. So I mean no, that, that doesn't mean anything saying, to me. No, no, no. But I'm just saying is that everybody forgets. I he even said before he ran as a Republican, if I ran, I'd run, I as, would a run as a Republican. Yeah, because they are yes. d- dumb enough to vote for me. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Yes, and now, he carried it out. He did, but potentially you need to look a little deeper as to why that is, right? Oh, now, yeah, we know why it is. Go ahead. We we don't know all the reasons why, but I do think that some of them are apparent and some of them aren't. But I think a lot of presidents were this president we 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 as a community don't like a lot so we really illuminate all of the stupidity right but you have to remember that there are other presidents mm-hmm. that put laws that have been more damaging to black Without people a doubt. in a, in effect and carried it out, out especially uh in 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 Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. and the first bush yep. as far as putting us in jail Without a doubt. doing a lot of things to us that because we like them better, yeah. we don't judge them as harshly as we judge 45. Mm. Okay. And so I think that I'm not saying he was a great president. I'm not saying that I love him, but I'm, I'm, I don't want people to just blanketly take away every little thing because that's not really fair. Do I think he was divisive? Does, do I think he's narcissistic? Do I think he carried out his own agenda? Of course. Do I think that some of the photo ops and potential opportunities that went along with doing some good? He took, right? And do I think he's not the most honest president? Yes. But I do think the thing about him that's different is he wasn't a politician. And some of the other presidents were politicians, so they were much more polished in the way they represented it. And I'd rather see who you really are as a racist than 
not see who you are and you just be racist. So out of everything that you just said right now, the last part is what I agree with. Hey, there you go. What point? Yeah, you know, I, you know, we could go all day, and we don't, we don't have the time, obviously, or the bandwidth to to continue to to go down this debate. But, um, but yes, um, you know, he showed us who he was when he came down those steps uh, in 2015 to say he was going to run for president, and we should have believed him then. So. Bottom line is, is uh, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Please, please uh, put your hood on so I see who you are. Then, you know, then just wear the suit. Is that oh, not me? He's not talking about me. <laughs> no, on. no, no. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not <laughs> talking about you. Um, no, but um, hey, this was the Cogent Code podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Get ready for the next one. We got good stuff coming. And plus, I need to fight a little bit more with the kill because isn't it fun? That's right. Okay. That's right. Peace out. What you going to? What, 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 what you going to? What you, what you going to?